Shut up and sit down. Hello, dear listeners. It's Sharon Ferns from DomChronicles.com. That's D-O-M-M-E dash Chronicles. You know how to spell Chronicles, I'm sure. Welcome to another reader Q&A. I have a glass of wine. It is <laughs> not even lunchtime. <laughs> but, you know, wine helps everything. My preference is champagne, but I, I didn't want to open a bottle because then I was obliged, really, to drink it all because that's what life is, obligations to drink champagne. So I'm going to get straight into it and we'll see how we go. I do want to remind anyone who asks me a question, and I do love getting your questions, I really, really do. Um, If it's urgent, (laughs) you're going to be out of luck because I am totally unreliable with these podcasts. So if you do have an urgent issue or an urgent question please email me because I will try and come back to you in a timely fashion obviously it's not anonymous like the ask me page but if you want some help in a hurry that's the way to do it right the first one I'm a 71 year old alpha male I'm interested in exploring my sub side I don't know where to find a dom slash mistress to train me. What would you suggest? Thank you. I would suggest you go and buy my book. Yes, I am spruiking my own book here. I wrote a book, How to Find a Dominant Woman. And it is designed specifically for this question because it comes up so often. And I found that I was repeating myself over and over and... The book gives short, sharp, practical steps so that you have the best chance possible to find the dom of your dreams. I'll leave a link to it on my blog, but it's on Amazon, and if you search for Sharon Ferns, you will find it. It's good. Go grab it. The next one was a little bit of an urgent one, and I'm hoping it's sorted now. And... I think it's Gail, and I think I spoke to Gail in my last podcast. Gail says, hello again. I feel you are my only friend on this. Oh, here we go. Oh, it is Gail. My heart is breaking, for I feel too much for myself, yet he has no feeling in return. I'm planning on sending him a text straight out asking if I am his only mistress, as he has lied to me on this in the past. I'm not good at sharing. I'm scared for his answer. Or will he lie once again? Oh dear, I do sound like a mess. I am. Please help. XOX. And then there was a follow-up to that. Oh, Ferns, what else should I straight out ask him? From Gail. Gail, Gail, Gail. I'm going to be quite... I'm going to be quite brutal with you. You don't trust him and you don't feel like your feelings are reciprocated. He, is, he makes you feel insecure. He makes you feel unsure. And those are not the foundations of a good relationship. 
So, I know you don't want to hear it, but you've got to kick him to the curb. Um, this is not a healthy relationship. When you are angsting over what questions to ask him and then thinking, well, whatever I ask him, he's going to lie to me about it, then what are you doing? I'm serious. You need to dump him. And I know that that's not easy and I know you think he's the one and he's, other than all of this, he's perfect for you and you're emotionally invested, you've invested time and energy. Maybe he's the first one who has really brought out this dom side in you and so you think it's never going to happen again or you're never going to find anyone like him again. And all of that is bullshit and it is your brain and your emotions convincing you. So yeah, don't ask him anything. Just say, I'm done and be done. I'm sorry, I wish I had something more positive to tell you, but I don't. (laughs) Urgent question in all caps and an exclamation point. Okay, so this isn't urgent and it isn't even a question. Just wanted to remind you that you're beautiful. I hope you have a lovely day. Some stupid boy who still has a crush on you and has been crushing for two years. (laughs) Thank you very much. And you obviously have the most excellent taste, which means you are not at all stupid. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. Next one, are you a cuddler? Genuinely curious, big spoon or little spoon? Um, I think cuddling generally implies in bed, like with the whole cuddling to sleep, and no, I'm not. I get, uh, 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 get off <laughs> when someone's in my space if I'm actually trying to sleep. But if I'm not actually trying to sleep, then absolutely I'm a cuddler. I think it's super sweet and close-making and lovely. I like both spoons. I swing both ways for spoons. (laughs) I think there's advantages to both. The main um, disadvantage of being the big spoon is dead arm. If you put your arm wherever you put it, it's going to die sooner or later. So for that reason, little spoon is awesome. But I like both. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm wondering if this is the same person. So, box girder bridges, your thoughts. (laughs) I love you so much, anonymous emailer. Um, And for those who are wondering where the hell this question comes from, I mentioned it somewhere (laughs) where... I said that personal ads strike me as the wrong place to start a relationship because the premise is you're single, I'm single, we've checked some boxes, let's go from there. And I think I commented that, you know what, I'd rather you just enter into some random conversation about, say, box girder bridges. And then from there you get to, hey, you're pretty interesting and awesome. How about we go out for a drink or something? I think that's a much more natural, I guess, progression into a relationship, a conversation that you're both interested in. 
As for my thoughts on box girder bridges, well, they allow a bridge to go over a larger span, so a bigger river than um, T-beam girder bridges. And they're pretty efficient in terms of use of materials and construction technique. So, yeah, overall, I'm for them. I'm for box girder bridges. I'm a box girder bridge girl. <laughs> so I hope that helps. All right, this is a, a quite a long one. And it's a little bit convoluted, so here we go. Ma'am, I have fallen in love with my beautiful dominant girlfriend, which is lovely, good for you. I am a transgender woman going through hormone therapy and our relationship is online only at the moment, but we do have plans to be together in real life. But when we don't talk for hours on end after she gets off work, I begin to feel like I've done something to upset her. She says she loves me a lot and I love her with all my heart, but I sometimes have feelings of unworthiness. But the moments we do talk, I feel amazing. I was wondering if you could give me any advice to help me with this. I feel like I have upset her somehow. And even though she says I have not, I still feel. And then there's a little bit of a side thing here which is adding to this drama going on. I've recently, this is a little bit poorly worded, but anyway, I've recently, her sister's husband found me on Facebook and proceeded to hit on me. And I showed my girlfriend the screenshots of it and she was furious at him. But ever since then, it seems like she's been getting distant and I'm worried I'm going to lose her. We live 500 miles apart from each other, but we're both saving up money for a visit. I don't want to lose her. Please, will you give me some advice on how to help resolve these feelings and maintain my relationship? Okay, so... The first part is easier than the second part. So the first part, I think, is you having different needs for contact and talking time together than she has. And that's making you feel insecure. And I can understand that. Having different needs makes it feel as if you are unwanted when her lesser need for that type of contact takes priority. So I think what you need to do in that um, domain is to have a chat to her a believe her when she says there's nothing wrong and that she loves you trust her I mean if you can't believe things that she says and you don't trust her to tell you the truth then you've got some whole other issues going on there so believe her when she says that the second thing is talk to her about not about oh I need more contact with you but talk to her about how your needs for more contact conflict with the way that she interacts with you. And I don't say talk to her in order for her to change. I say talk to her in order so that you may both come to an understanding of how to allay your fears while still giving her the opportunity to have the space that she presumably needs. So there's a compromise to be had there. So maybe, you know, after work she doesn't talk to you for hours. She just pops in and says, hi, I'm off work and, you know, love you, miss you, going to go watch some TV or something, you know. So at least she's checked in. 
you may be able to find some kind of compromise like that. Now, the other thing with the Facebook sister's husband awfulness, uh, I honestly do not know what to tell you about that because that, that obviously is going to make her very, very uncomfortable with everything to do with Facebook, honestly, <laughs> with everything to do with that social media, with the awkwardness with whether she should tell her sister, the awfulness of finding out her husband, her sister's husband is a friggin' jerk face asshole. Um, and then your situation where you're kind of in the middle of this ugly family stuff. So I don't know what to tell you about that. If you've if you've talked about it then that's all you can do. And I don't think there is a way to make that all good because that is ugly stuff and it's awful and it's awkward. And she may just not know how to deal with it. And because you're part of that, they, that may be contributing to her backing away a little bit while she tries to figure out how to handle it. Um... All you can do is talk about it and, I don't know, I assume you've blocked him and blocked her and blocked everybody to, to get out of that situation. But there's no easy answer for that. That's messy, awful stuff that she's obviously trying to sort out. And I think that would create a lot of internal conflict for her. That actually hasn't got a lot to do with you. I wish you the best of luck with it. Okay, the next one. I just got into BDSM and started a master-slave relationship about two and a half weeks ago. His previous sub slash slave wants to learn to be a dom. So he has her training with me while I'm also training to be a slave slash sub. I asked to be trained in orgasm control because I've always had problems achieving orgasms. I was given a set of specific instructions on how to masturbate and told to report immediately afterwards. But I fell asleep right afterwards. I usually masturbate to fall asleep before I met them and they were both upset the next morning. I apologise, but they want me to make it up to my mistress. I think they want me to punish myself. I told them I don't know what to do and they said they were disappointed. That was a noise that was a and a sticking out my tongue <laughs> um i've only met with my master twice and never met my mistress before i don't know what to do or how to make it up to her i'm still very new i'm not sure if i should be better by now god it's been two and a half weeks darling i feel bad for you maybe i'm just really slow at adapting but i'm trying how do I get them to see that I'm trying and just need more help? And what type of punishment should I choose? I honestly have no idea what to do. I want this to work, but it's not. Oh, sweetheart. They're being jerks to you, honestly. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Uh, so you're brand new... 
and you're in this relationship for two and a half weeks and their expectations are too high and they're loading you up with expecting 100% perfection and then expecting you to punish yourself and figure out how to do that when you're brand new and the relationship's new. It's just unfair. So here's what I think. One, you, no, you should not be, and I'm putting this in air quotes, better by now. You are not slow at adapting. So they, they have gone straight into this play type arrangement with you, which is great when it's fun. But they haven't made any foundation with you. There's no foundation there. So two and a half weeks and they've done this thing and you didn't get it right and now they're disappointed and want you to come up with your own punishment. And I just think it's a big mess of nope. So I'm hoping you've sorted this out by now because this is... Well, I assume you have because this um, question came in a few weeks ago. But my, my view, even if you have sorted out, is this. When you're new, anything that is new in a relationship, and if you're new to BS, BDSM, you're new to these types of relationships, um, you've never even met one of these people, and they're saying how disappointed they are in you for failing to do a play thing. It wasn't even something that was a foundational thing for the relationship. Um, is, a, is a mess of expectations that have not been clearly laid out and not have, have not been built on any kind of mutual understanding of what this relationship is or how it works or what your role is in it. It sounds like they just went, here, do a thing. Oh, you didn't do it. We're disappointed. You better come up with your own punishment. And that's, I don't know, it's not a relationship. It's a transactional exchange where they're absolving themselves of any responsibility. And when it's play-based, like you have here, and when you say you've met him twice and now you're in a master-slave relationship after two and a half weeks, there is nothing there that you're building on. It's just random play stuff. So, A, I wouldn't take their disappointment too seriously. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't. Um, And B, you need to talk to them about this. So, a proper sit-down discussion about expectations on both sides and about how you deal with failures on your part or how you deal with Um, punishments if you have a punishment dynamic I think if they want a certain type of relationship and they have not laid that out clearly to you it's unfair of them to behave this way towards you you got something wrong I get it so they're disappointed I get that too because they wanted something fun and hot and cute and it didn't turn out that way, so they're disappointed. So I get that. But it shouldn't be such a big deal that you're coming to me with it. You know what I mean? 
it should be a minor thing that you talk to them about you talk it through it's done you come up with what you're going to do next time and avoid you know having this situation occur again the fact that you're coming to a stranger on the internet about this and you're really worried and concerned about it is an issue I think when you honestly have no idea what to do with your and I'm putting this in air quotes to master and mistress then you have a communication issue and that's the crux of your problem there so yeah if you're still in this relationship and it's still not clear or it's still stumbling along I suggest you sit down and have a, a serious chat with them about each of your expectations and what this relationship is going to look like and how things will be handled I hope it goes well for you. Right. Hello, smiley face. My name is Omid from Iran, and I love your podcast. Thank you for all your advice and stories. You are so welcome, Omid. Please help and advise. My question is, I'm in a relationship for two years now, and my girlfriend knows about how I like to be dominated. But as a submissive man, I would obviously like it if she starts genuinely enjoying being dominant and acting like a proper dom. <laughs> no, this is going to go really badly, isn't it? Oh. For example, just out of nowhere, she commands me to do something and ordering me to do anything she desires, disregarding my wants and feelings, instead of me reminding her every once in a while on how I like her dominating me. Of course she loves me and would do what I ask and have done in the past. But as you know, asking her to dominate me simply takes the dom-sub feeling away. So is it possible to somehow make her mentally as to becoming a dom? If so, can you advise me how? Keep in mind, she has a very strong, independent, powerful personality in general. Like if anyone meets her once, I would think she's a strong dom in bed too. I'm going to ask her to marry me this month. If this dom-sub thing works out, I believe our marriage would be simply perfect. Thank you again. Okay. So, number one, you can't change people. You can't make her do anything. I know you are hopeful and she sounds fabulous in that she is trying to indulge you in this. But it is clear from what you said that this is not her thing. So when she indulges you, she is being an awesome, amazing partner to you. And I can see that you appreciate that, but there is a huge difference between someone being a good partner to you and doing what they know you like and someone being motivated to do that on their own because that's what they like. And let me tell you this. Many men with wonderful partners would die and kill to have someone who would indulge them in their DS fantasies. So you're ahead of the game here. Someone you love who is willing to play this game with you. So, one, get rid of the idea that you can make her change 
herself. You may, you may as well, if you think that that's a valid thing to do, then it should be equally valid to say to you, just stop being submissive. Just stop wanting that thing. And this problem goes away. And that's equally as valid as you saying, I want her to change. Why don't you just change if it's that easy? So I hope you're getting the point there. That's not how it works. So having said that, there are some things you can do to make her indulging you, which is what she's doing and you should be grateful for it, um, more spontaneous. So for example, a simple thing would be for you to set up a date night you know, once every two weeks or whatever you're both comfortable with, where she springs whatever DS stuff she can come up with on you. If you want to help her be more comfortable with doing that, you can have a jar. Have a jar of ideas that you've come up with that you would love and whenever she feels like indulging you or she feels like being playful, she can pick something out of the jar and she can do that. So in that case, you don't have to explicitly ask her. If you set up some kind of system and you then have these date nights, then you have a way for her to, A, get the ideas out of the jar and, B, not have to explicitly um, wait for you to ask. On the other side of this, and this is very, very important, have you ever asked her what her fantasies are? What are you doing for her? And you need to have a think about this because your email to me is all about what you want. You want her to do this, you want that, and she'd be perfect if she would only do this. So my question to you is, your fantasies are not her fantasies. So what are her fantasies? So as she is indulging you in your DS fantasies, then you need to do the same for her. So make it clear that her pleasure is something that you are equally invested in because that's not what it sounds like right now. So she also gets a jar. And maybe her fantasies are submissive ones. And you play them out for her. And then you live happily ever after. I hope it works out for you both. Okay, next one. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, okay. Firstly, excuse my English. Secondly, I started reading your blog a week ago and I adored it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a 29-year-old woman, Arab, pretty, educated and strong. I'm living in a small village and in a poor family and society. I just met this man online, the kind of man that owns multiple cars, can afford private jet and is a successful businessman. I know all of that because we met on Snapchat. From our first discussion, I figured out he loves to be dominated. Although the fact I'm considered a sweet and nice woman, I suddenly found myself into this potential DS relationship. I ordered him to call me master, and he did. And then I was sure of my doubts. We talked that day, and we knew each other a little better, and another day according to his schedule. He asked me to insult him and I did so. He told me that he will do whatever I want and he will make me happy, etc. 
The third day I give him an exact hour to talk around 10. He agrees but he didn't show up until the next day and he just asks for forgiveness and everything goes very well until he suddenly just disappears from the discussion. And after five hours he read my last message and didn't reply. After two days I sent him a message asking him where the hell he was. He replied, Master, sorry I was busy and I missed you. What is the problem? That's in all caps. <laughs> I hate this kind of treatment. It must be me. How do, how do I do this? I want expert help. I'm not a native dom dominant, but I started to get used to how to act, how to treat him, how to get advantage of the distance between us. Um, the fact that I'm one year older than him and he is lucky to find a woman like me in an oriental community help me to get all of him his power his money his will <sighs> and i answered this one already in email because um she sent a follow-up and so i'm going to let you know what i put in the email because i think this is not so uncommon I'm going to say several things to you with the little information you've told me, but none of them are going to get you where you want to go. One, you haven't met a man who's a successful businessman, who owns multiple cars, who can afford a private jet, etc. You've met a man who says he is those things. I'm not sure why you think it's true just because he was on Snapchat. Men on the internet lie to get attention of attractive women. There, exactly, there is exactly zero reason to believe him unless you actually have his personal details and can verify his information with external data. For example, if you've seen him and have his name, then any very successful businessman will probably have a professional internet presence that will allow you to independently verify him. Two, he's flaky. My guess is that he's married. Three, He's treating you like a disposable fetish dispenser. That is, when it's convenient for him, he will seek you out and expect you to perform dominance for him. When it's not convenient to him, he will just disappear. Four, nothing is going to come of this. Um, I know that none of this is what you want to hear. You want to hear a strategy for making this man yours and you are envisaging a way into a glorious life with him. It's not going to happen. Even if what he's telling you about himself is true, and it's not, trust, trust me, it's not, he's showing you with his behaviour exactly what you can expect from him. That is, unreliable behaviour and a lack of respect. You can't change that with some magic Domly behaviour. And it's not you, it's him. He's not behaving this way because you lack experience. He's behaving this way because he's an online wanker. I really wish I could tell you something more positive, but these guys are a dime a dozen. And seriously, they're not worth wasting your time on. That wasn't very hopeful, was it? But sometimes I really don't think there is any hope. It's just a big mess of nope. This one made me laugh. 
Dear Ferns, do you prefer a submissive who carries a cute boyish charm or a manly and hunky dude? <laughs> Callum Hood or George Clooney? Okay, I have never heard of Callum Hood and I looked him up and he's like 12 years old. <laughs> okay, fine, he's not 12, he's 22. Um, so yeah, I'll take a George Clooney, thank you very much. Look, I am a woman of a certain age and um, I like men who have a boyish outlook on the world and I think that's a rare thing as you get older. Um, and what I mean by that is a real wide-eyed enthusiasm that isn't jaded by life experience and bitter divorces and bad relationships, all that sort of stuff. Um, but your examples seem to be just about looks. And in that sense, it's not about that for me. So yeah, out of those two, I choose George Clooney, but that's not how I state my preferences or how I view my preferences. Um, hello. I was introduced to the Dom life by an old boyfriend who has now moved. I find that I like to be in control and like kinky play. However, in trying to find a sub, all I've been encountering are subs who have obviously had mistresses before or are pros at it and they come with preconceived notions of how I should be and act with them. My main problem is those who say I should be willing to degrade or humiliate and talk dirty. But this is something I don't like to do. How can I go about finding a sub we can grow together? Or is it better to go for one with experience? How do I make sure the sub is not advertently being the dom? I, I think this is a really common question actually for newbie doms. And you're kind of looking at it in a convoluted way. So A, the example you gave with subs who say you should be willing to do things you don't want to do is that's a simple incompatibility problem. Plus, they're being jerks because a sub who is into those things where the dominant is not, well, an experienced sub would recognise that, that it is a compatibility problem. Someone who's trying to manipulate you is going to say, well, as the dom, you should be doing these things because that's what doms do. And that's just bullshit, right? And you know that. I can see that you know that. So... Whether they have preconceived notions or not is about them as individuals. And how they express them is also about them as individuals. And I do think that new doms are often targets of submissives who try and, you know, build a dom. Like you go to those workshops and you build a teddy, right? They want to build a dom. So they tell you how you should dominate and what you should say and how you should dress and all that sort of bullshit. So you obviously recognise that that is bullshit. But... You have then gone on, B, I think I said A earlier, <laughs> the B, you've get, then gone on to conflate that with them being new or them being experienced. And the two are not related. What I mean is that someone who behaves the way you said, where they go, oh, you should be doing this and you should be doing that, that's not to do with experience, that's to do with being a jerk face. When I was a newbie dom, um, my first submissive was... A, an experienced um, bottom at least 
And so I learnt a lot from him. And the thing was that he was a good man who helped me to learn things in a way that was not prescriptive. So he didn't say, you should do this or you should do that. We went to try things together and if he had experience in it, he would show me how to do it. And experienced submissives are fantastic for that. If they aren't jerk faces. (laughs) So... Experience or not is not the question you should be asking. It's more important to find someone who's compatible with you and who is willing to give you the space to find your feet with them. And both new subs or experienced subs can both do that. I actually think a lot of new subs come in with preconceived ideas because they've watched a lot of porn. So I'm not convinced that a new submissive is necessarily going to be better at not having preconceived ideas than an experienced sub. The advantage of an experienced submissive is that if he's had real-life relationships, he knows that dominant women vary and that they all have different tastes and he will be happier, I think, to support a new dominant in finding her feet. How do you make sure the sub is not inadvertently being the dom? You say, here are the things I like, here are the things I want to learn. If you have some experience in some of those, then I would be delighted to you know take your experience on board and if it's actual techniques because a lot of submissives have fabulous rope technique or flogging technique or whatever the hell then you can have little sessions where he teaches you so it's not a play session it's a training session where he can show you how to use implements or you know show you how to do certain things and that works out great so yeah say what you want tell people who (laughs) want you to be something else to piss off that's my advice. Hello, I'm really new to the scene but pretty sure I am Dom inclined. How do I advertise for a sub but also let it be known I'm new to the scene and would like to start off easy without being questioned on if I'm really a Dom or not? Um, you just say that. Say I'm new, I'm interested in learning, I'm interested in finding a partner to learn with or I'm interested in starting a relationship and I think if you're new it does behoove you to do your own research and education rather than relying on someone else so that you have input from many places. So online um, forums on FetLife for example, educational videos, you can go out into your local community So there's a whole bunch of places where you can get a whole bunch of information from different sources as well as from um, a sub. And you just hold to your boundaries. So if you're not ready to do X and they want to do X, you just don't do it. You can just say no. And if they question if you're really a dom, then just kick them to the curb and find someone else because that's bullshit. Well, I'm telling... I'm telling a lot of people that stuff is bullshit in this podcast. But it is bullshit, so what can you do? Hi there. I'm a submissive guy, but a bit different. I'm hugely attracted to mummy doms and doms whose style of domination is through nurturing and caring. And I prefer gentle and light femdom. But I haven't seen even one of such women on any BDSM dating site and not even in a much. What should I do? Should I just date a traditional sort of dom and discuss my fantasy with her? 
first. <laughs> I think it's a mistake to date someone because of what kind of dominant they are because they may be the perfect type of dominant and still be a really, really bad fit for you and vice versa. I think there's a huge difference between a mummy dom and what's often called um, sensual domination or gentle femdom where there's a lot of nurturing and caring and all that sort of stuff. So I would not restrict my search to people who identify themselves as mummy doms. I think you need to be a little bit more specific about the kind of relationship you want and find someone for whom that fits. And, you know, you, you mentioned a traditional sort of dom and I'm not really sure what you mean by that, but what it indicates to me is that you think we're all the same and really we're not. So you probably need to talk to a lot more people to get a better idea of what you want and how that fits in with how people have relationships, have DS relationships. And I think you'd be surprised to find that unless you have some very specific fetishes, you are probably going to find that there's a lot wider range of people who are interested in what you're interested in than you think. Good luck with that. This is, this is, I wonder if this is from the same person. Are you on the extreme side of femdom? I mean, if I were to pick any random average dom, will, be, will she be more or less kinky than you? Winky face. That's a bizarre question. Why? I don't know. There's, there's no such thing as a random average dom. I, I don't know what that looks like. So I don't see any value in comparing extremeness in some way so yeah I got nothing <laughs> I got nothing if I gave you a magic potion which would turn you into an everyday vanilla woman and far from a kinky one would you take it personally I would um it's a really good question actually I don't think that my desire for a certain type of relationship is necessarily kinky to be honest I think if we had a more equal society how I like to have my relationships would be perfectly normal but we haven't grown up in an equal society and that is not happening so the idea of, of being turned into an everyday vanilla woman to me conjures up relationships that make me feel very uncomfortable and unhappy. So I find it very hard to imagine being so changed that suddenly a vanilla relationship would look awesome to me. So a better question might be if I gave the world a magic potion in which your desires were perfectly normal and suddenly your pool of prospective partners was everyone in the world would you make them take it <laughs> yes yes I would thank you for asking hi I'm a submissive guy with too many hard limits 
Will that affect my dating game negatively? What should I do? Oh, I don't know. What are too many hard limits? Too many is subjective. So I have no way to answer that question. If, you're, if your hard limits are, I don't know, I don't know, too many. You can't touch me. You can't be seen in public with me. Um, you can't talk to me. <laughs> you know, like, yes, that's too many and that's the problem. Um, I, I suspect what you mean is that the areas of control that you want to give up are very narrow and the types of sex and play you want to have are very specific. That's what I imagine. So, for example, you will only do bondage but not very tight. You do not want to do any types of service or anything that doesn't make your dick hard. You, I don't know, I'm really struggling to (laughs) to come up with these. You will not... Um, ever do anything nice for your partner that's a hard limit like then yes obviously that's going to affect your dating game so I think if if you consider that you have too many hard limits you probably do I don't know what you're comparing it to but if it's a concern for you then I'm kind of imagining that if you've done any level of research into BDSM and into DS relationships and you have still determined that you have too many hard limits then I would guess that yes, it's going to affect you negatively when you're going out to date. I think part of the thing is that as a, as a dominant woman looking for a partner, I want, and this is very personal, right, because not everyone's like me, but I want a submissive who submits. And to me that opens up an entire range of activities that are not necessarily all kink-based, but some might be, but they are authority and control-based, they are obedience-based. And for me, as soon as someone starts saying, oh, yes, but not this and not that and not the other thing and not that and only that on a Wednesday and only that on a Friday and not if I have to work the next day and only those things that I really like and not that thing, I'm out. So for me, that's not what a relationship looks like and that's not what submission looks like so yeah I think possibly I don't know you have to tell me what they are and then I can tell you more clearly but hopefully that's been a little bit helpful I need ideas on what to do if my man displeases me but I'm not with him I need to punish him from far away I've done things such as make him start to pleasure himself and then just as he's about to come put ice on his penis to make it go soft Or make him wear a butt plug all day while I'm not there. I need something new while I'm away. I need him to know that I'm still in charge. Any new ideas? This this kind of thing always baffles me. Because he's done something that displeases you and your punishment or your method of letting him know that you're still in charge is to play with him. And that makes no sense to me. That's not a punishment in any sense of the term. So, A, why why do you need to punish him? If he's displeasing you in some way, 
then the punishment is have a really difficult chat with him about what the hell is going on and why he's doing things that aren't pleasing you and what the problem is and how is he going to sort it out and be a real, you know, this is this is how it is and let's sort this shit out type of person. And then if you want to punish him, and I do have a punishment dynamic, then make it something useful. So you've had a chat about how, what he did wrong and you've had a chat about strategies for him to fix it. And then the punishment might be, right, write a one-page essay on why your obedience is is important to our relationship. Or if he's done something that displeased you, like he didn't send you an email when he said he would or something, then he can send an email every hour on the hour from, you know, 5 p.m. till 11 p.m. And each email has to contain information on how he's going to do better. That's punishment. That's what punishment looks like. Wearing a butt plug is not punishment. Edging, not punishment. It's your attention. It's fun. It's hot. You know. So, yeah, I would suggest not doing any of that. I hope that helps. If you're just looking for play things, so you just really mean you want to do some fun, hot stuff, go and look at a BDSM checklist because they are full of all the fun, hot stuff and you can probably get some really good ideas from that. There are also lots of groups on FetLife for long distance or online play and I'm sure you'll find lots of ideas in those groups as well. But if he's actually displeasing you and you're trying to change his behaviour... Doing fun stuff is 100% of the time not going to work. Okay, I think this might be the last one. Hello, ferns. First of all, thank you for the blog and the podcast. You're welcome. I found you through your great interview on Massacast. I have two interviews on there. So special. And this has brought me to a big realisation recently. I've been searching for a sincere, smart and funny submissive for years. I know they're out there because I've been crushing pretty hard on the Massacast host. Unspeakable Axe is a total cutie pie. Um, And a few other male submissive blogs and held them up as reason to hope. Then it hit me. I have no idea what any of them look like. It's possible I wouldn't be attracted to them in the least. And yet I'm imagining them as some standard. What if I've been focusing so much on sexual appeal and that's why all of my experiences have been with pretty boys who only want their kinks met? How does one ignore appearances and focus on them as a submissive? I'm starting to wonder if I've ignored some good potentials out there because they don't match my physical ideal. Thank you again and I realise this may be an impossible question to answer. From P. First of all... I think I, one of the advantages of seeing someone presented on the internet like Unspeakable Acts and these male submissive blogs you've been reading is that you get to see how they think, you get to see how they speak, you get to hear their voice and their inner monologues and how they relate to themselves and the world and that is a very intimate glimpse of people. And It's actually one of the reasons I really like online interactions 
because you get to see inside people in a way that you normally don't. And I think almost certainly from your experience that you've laid out there that yes, absolutely, you're passing over awesome potentials because you have, I guess, favoured physical appearance over anything else. And I, I'm not saying that pretty boys can't be awesome as people, as submissives, all that sort of stuff. Of course they can. But there are plenty of um, men out there who are not the traditional idea of pretty, who are the most beautiful, fantastic partners and submissives you would ever be lucky to have in your life. So you're right, it is an impossible question to answer, but let me answer from my perspective. My last submissive was the most beautiful man to me that I was ever lucky enough to have under my hands. And he was not conventionally good-looking at all. And he was beautiful to me, just heart-melting. And the reason for that is because attraction is not about physical appearance for most people. Physical appearance absolutely is a thing. And I'm not ever going to deny that. I get stupid over the pretty. Like, really, brain-meltingly stupid. But I have honestly never had a partner who was that in a conventional walk-down-the-street, women-fainting-at-his-feet kind of way. But they were all just that to me. How do you do it? I don't think that ignoring physical appearance and focusing on them as as a submissive is the answer. I think you meet people where they are for who they are. And in that, you're not ignoring physical attraction because that has to be there. But there's a huge difference between attraction and them being conventionally good-looking. Huge! So... One of the things I have done in the past is, because I find all my submissives online, is that I don't let them send me a photo until we have a connection. And you can form very strong connections and then when they send you a photo and they might not be traditionally good-looking, you will see them for who they are because you've made that connection. I think it's a a mistake to dismiss people because they aren't conventionally attractive. And some people will do that anyway, and, you know, that's their right to do that. But most people aren't, to be perfectly honest. Most people are kind of ordinary. And what makes them attractive is not their physical appearance. What makes them attractive is them as a person their personality and they make you laugh and they're super sweet and they're kind to dogs and they love their mother and they buy you little gifts that they thought of when they were at the shops and they remember your birthday and they might be gloriously submissive. So yeah, I don't think you can ignore appearance but I think you can meet people for who they are and you can Talk to people for who they are. And attraction grows in mysterious ways. And chemistry is indefinable. 
And it's rare that it's just about looks. That's not how chemistry works and that's not how relationships grow. So you've tried the pretties and they were looking at you as a kink dispenser. So I think just widen, widen your viewpoint a little bit. Yeah. I wish you luck, but I think that it's an interesting lesson to learn. But I, I, again, I don't think ignoring appearance is the way to go. Appearance is part of a person, but it's only one small part and people are more than that. So look deeper. Look deeper and relate to them and you will find some super gems, I promise you. And that was the last one. <laughs> Yay! So that was about an hour. Thank you for sticking with me. If you would like to ask me a question on my blog I have an ask me page and the questions there are anonymous I won't know who you are so you can ask me whatever you like Um, but again like I said at the beginning don't ask me anything urgent because that's not how it works Um, and so my blog is at www.dom-chronicles.com And there will be a transcript of this podcast there. So you can go and browse it at your leisure. Until next time, thank you for listening. (laughs) 